We are here for Spartan Up Podcast in Morzine, France, with my favorite, Colonel Nye on my right, my almost favorite, Sephra on my left, and barely favorite, Johnny, <laughs> <laughs> further on the left. And pulling and up Marian, the rear. who's all of our favorites. <laughs> our producer, Marion. And, and, and we got Marion. <laughs> but um, but we, meet, we interview Mike Miller on this, in this show, and uh, who the heck is Mike Miller? Runs the World Olympian Association. Association. 120,000 Olympians. Any Olympian that's still alive. And... Um, who better to talk to uh, than Mike Miller, who's talked to, I don't know, thousands of these Olympians to find out what we're trying to find out here on Spartan Up Podcast. What makes an Olympic caliber person? What are the attributes? How do you do it? That's what we're going to learn here. This episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by Powerful Foods. Fuel your active lifestyle with high protein, no sugar added products. We have a special deal just for our podcast listeners. Go to shop dot spartan dot com slash powerful and save ten percent with the code Spartan Power. Spartans, I am here with Mike Miller. You have no idea who he is in Morzine, France. I'm soaking wet because I've been running up and down mountains. Mike has something to do with the Olympics, and he's given me the Olympic key. <laughs> with this key, we are in, right? Um, more or less, yes. But actually, what I do want to give you is a green smoothie, which we made this morning for you, which has broccoli, avocado, lettuce, cucumber, uh, hemp oil, pumpkin oh. seeds, sesame seeds, uh, and various other things as well. So, hope you, you like it. You know what? It's exactly... I haven't eaten breakfast yet, so this is perfect. Okay, perfect. Well, and you just act, so you, you actually you run down, up and down the mountain. So you actually ground up the... I taste the broccoli and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Done in a, in a Nutribullet, not that we're promoting one brand over another. You ch- you bring your own Nutribullet around with you? Yeah. You travel with it? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I'm the CEO of the World Olympians Association. The World Olympians Association is the alumni association for all the living Olympians in the world. There's about 120,000 living wow. Olympians in the world. An Olympian, uh, Olympian is defined as anybody who competed in anyone the Olympics? Who, anyone who's competed, yeah. So, okay. uh, and we have got dual aims. One is to serve the needs of Olympians at all stages of their lives, uh, particularly that very tricky life transition period. You know, for 20, 25 years, they're one thing, and then suddenly... They're not that thing anymore. Sure. And their whole um, does their group world of collapse or like what? It does for a lot. Of, for a lot of them, it does. Yeah, because suddenly it's who am I? My whole support systems have gone. I have this great relationship with my coach, and I no longer even see the coach anymore um, because the coach kept them um, pumped and motivated and yeah, pushing through years yeah, of training. Exactly. Yeah. And, and life and guided yeah. them. And also, they've got all these skills and all these abilities. I'm, I'm drinking the drink. I, I could drink the green drink. He gave me the green drink. It's to, be, to be drunk. <laughs> it's yeah. to be drank. Uh, uh-huh. And quickly before the nutrients go away. Yes. You know, right. so, uh-huh. um, and uh, they don't realize that they have all these skills that are actually transferable for the rest of their life. If they're going to From the Olympics business. to, to uh, yeah, other parts I mean, of their life. You, know, uh, you set a plan. You work hard to achieve the plan. Um, you have to be very well organized. Uh, a lot of them need to have entrepreneurial skills because most Olympians, I mean, when most people think of Olympians, they'll think of Usain Bolt or someone like that. Uh, but most Olympians have to continually raise money to be able to train, uh, to be able to afford the, the lifestyle, to be able to compete. Um, and so they've got to learn how to go out, sell themselves a bit. But not spend too much time on it because otherwise they don't have enough time to train. So they've got all these skills which are transferable to the business world and they don't necessarily realize that. 
Um, What's the correlation, would you say, uh, those 100,000-plus athletes to being successful in business or other parts of their life? I think it's... Everything is is really values-based as well. I mean, um, elite athletes, whether they're a a Spartan athlete or whether they're an Olympic athlete, they've got something that motivates them. And usually it's some sort of values. They want to be the best they can be. They want to try and change the world in one way or another by showing people that they can also be fit and healthy and and achieve. Um, And if they've got those values behind them, and then they also are a bit like you, quite a driven person, uh, wanting to achieve, wanting to show that they can, wanting to show they can do it. Also, wanting to compete in front of other people for their enjoyment as well. Um, once they realise that everything that they've done to get to the Olympics, they can use all those skills in the business world. Then they can succeed. Um, it's when they're not quite sure. They think, actually, now that I've retired, what am I? Am I? Am I? All of those things that I've done, have they just disappeared or do they help me as I go forward in my life? It's funny. I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking about a few Olympians I know. So Mike Evans, who uh, won the gold with his brother in, in rowing um, out of Canada, big uh, Goldman Sachs executive now, like president of Alibaba. So he clearly was able to make that. And I'm good friends with Simon Whitfield, triathlon, who's um, taken me paddling a bunch of times in Vancouver. And he's... Um, He's going through that exact transition. Yeah. So, so um, I guess it's just like anything in life, whether it's military or or, mm-hmm. or a mom. They have very dad, very similar the- issues. People in the military, you know, because yeah. they're they're in for twenty twenty five years. Yeah. They have this whole support structure around them, and then suddenly they come out and they're no longer Colonel whoever or whatever it might be. Sure. Um, and so they think, well, who am I, and and how am I going to achieve in this strange new world that I suddenly find I mean, myself that's in? Quite frankly, why we took Colonel Nye in here because he was lost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, he's not. We're kidding, of course. He just happens to be sitting there. He's, Don't shoot me. <laughs> um, um, but the. Yeah, so that life transition is really important. So we run mentoring programs where we'll pair a, a retired Olympian with one who's just about to retire, just so they've got someone to talk to. Um, and um, we have uh, someone on our medical committee, a, a psychiatrist, who actually had worked on these sorts of programs in the military. And what they found out was that, yes, it's very helpful to say this is how you succeed and this is the way to do it, but actually... Um, what helped the people who were just retiring the most was to say, this is how I screwed up. This is the mistake that I made. And they can look at them and they can say, actually, you're in really good shape and you messed up and you made it through. It's okay if I mess up a bit. I'll, I'll be able to make it through. Sure, sure. Preparing them for uh, some missteps, which Olympians probably aren't yeah. used to, right? They- well, no. I mean, they... they uh, <laughs> The whole thing about training is you try and push yourself as far as you can in the right way, and you make a lot of mistakes along the way. So they're used to that, but they don't necessarily understand that, that that, again, applies to the outside world. Sure. So, and then um, what else besides that? Well, again, coming back to the, coming yeah. back to the values, yeah. um, Pierre de Coubertin um, founded the Modern Olympics as a way of creating better people and bringing people together. 
Um, what year was that? It was in it was in the, the late 1800s. Oh, yes. It was the run up to World War One. Right. He saw how things were going. He originally tried to change the French education system, but they told him to go away. Uh, he'd seen the English public school or private school as it is, um, um, and the system, and he he liked the way that they combined the the mental, the emotional, and the physical. And he thought that, that was the way to go. And the, the French, they said, no, stay away from the education system. So he looked around and he saw, ah, okay, sport is a, it could be a platform. So the Olympic Games Which had been were shut really down for, a, from ancient times. That's right, yeah. Right. The, so the Olympic Games, it's really a platform for him to bring people together. He thought if people compete together, they're not going to want to shoot each other. Um, Good point. They'll also see that by working together, they can create and they can they can build. And also the the, the ethos of of hard work, dedication, determination. Um, Getting over obstacles. Uh, it was just good for society. Yeah, is good for them individually, but yeah. also good for society. So that's why the games were founded, and that's what they call Olympism. Uh, again, so that's the second part of what we do at the World Olympians Association, is we empower the Olympians to go out into the communities and run programs. It could be anti-obesity program or working in post-conflict society, or working with disadvantaged kids. Um, so, you know... Again, it's exactly the same values as as the values that you have at, at Spartan with your with your ten points. Yeah, no, we did the same thing. We saw. Um, I'm getting the signal from Marion that it's burpee time, but um, <laughs> but we saw the same thing at Spartan, where um, we're in 41 countries now, and I, we can't believe how everybody just gets along wonderfully on the course, even in competition, where they're grabbing each other, pulling them over obstacles, hmm. and, and helping. So um, yeah. you see you see that. So the, yeah. the, the Olympic values and the Spartan values are very well aligned, which I know that you want uh, Spartan or obstacle racing to be in the Olympics eventually. Yeah. The fact that your values are so well aligned is a good starting point for being able to get there. And, and you're um, personally guaranteeing that we'll be in the Olympics in no time, right? Oh, yeah, personally guaranteeing. It's, <laughs> it's very simple. All we have to do is just... Uh, Go into the IOC in Lausanne and say, can we come in? And they say, yeah, sure, of course, yes. But I, I used to be the CEO of the International Rugby Board. Yeah. Uh, rugby is back on the Olympic program. We ran an eight-year campaign right. to get on. Well, I'm planning so, on living a long time, you know, so, let's, so let's go do, do some it does, burpees. It doesn't happen quickly. Do but, some burpees. I want to finish this thing, and then we'll come back and talk about when we're going to be in the Olympics. Okay, great. We're going to hold you to it. <laughs> we're going to be right back to this great episode of Spartan Up Podcast. But right now, we are, it's the end of the day. We're in Lake Tahoe at the Spartan Race World Championships. I'm going to talk about the start of the day. I woke, right. I woke up this morning. I got handed this yesterday. This is a new sponsor of Spartan Race, Powerful Foods. And, um, For powerful places. So the first time I've ever had one of these in my life was yesterday. Strawberry banana smoothie made with Greek yogurt, no sugar, all natural ingredients. Um, I, I got to admit, the first time I drank it, I drank it because the responsor was handed to me. You got it, right? <laughs> it's true. Seems like the right thing to Seems do. Seems like the right thing to do. The noble thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, took some home, threw it in the fridge. Not home. Uh, took some back to the, um, the great, wonderful place I'm staying. When I got up this morning at 5.30, the other end of the day, wasn't even light yet to come meet you guys, right. starved. I knew nothing would be open. I opened my fridge and I'm like, oh, thank God. One of those powerful smoothies is in there. Um, That's breaking your fast after the night breakfast. This is my breakfast. Yeah. I broke my fast with a powerful smoothie. Yeah. Um, got Greek yogurt in me. It's a powerful day. It, the neat thing is it's got some substance to it. It's not just one of yeah. those sugary, watery things. Um, the uh, the strawberry and the banana, you can actually taste it. You can even like sort of feel the little bits in it because it actually is a smoothie. Mm. And the Greek yogurt. And you were telling me off camera, 
about how important that is for my belly. Live cultures. Yeah, good cultures for your belly and your gut flora. And I also like what you said about for people when they're out on the trails, this is easy after you drink it to roll it up and it doesn't yep. take up that much space. You're not leaving it on the trail. You're putting it in your pocket. Exactly. And now talk about my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> I had to take these away from him because <laughs> he true. won't stop eating them. <laughs> but this is peanut butter and chocolate. And uh, there's no sugar added. And they're just these little bites that basically look like, you know, before you make a cookie, like cookie dough. Yep. So it's a real treat. And, uh, and I'm a connoisseur. Coconut of pe- oil. Yeah. Whey protein. It's all good stuff. Peanut butter. I'm a connoisseur of chocolate peanut butter, and I swear to God I was impressed. Johnny Um, approved. Speaking of impressed, we're going back to a very impressive episode. But first... I'm going to suggest that you take advantage of this. Uh, we have an offer that where you get a... What 10% is it? off. You get 10% off if you use uh, the code SPARTANPOWER. And you go to shop.spartan.com slash powerful. Boom. So we'll see you there. I'm not sure what's worse. Burpees or the green juice? Oh, burpees, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, let's talk a little bit about a specific examples you could think of where somebody was kind of lost their way. And then uh, jumped back on the horse and was able to apply it to other parts of your life, became successful, however they defined it. And then what the person listening who's not ex, well, once an Olympian, always an Olympian, you said, right? Mm -hmm. Who's not an Olympian or not military and uh, just laying at home on the couch and maybe can apply some of those principles. I mean, a a lot of it's down to determination, belief, and also wanting something enough and by wanting it it's it's a, it's about a whole combination of things so keeping up to date with the latest whatever it is might be nutrition or sports science or if you want to be um if you want to sell widgets or cars or whatever what are the latest sales techniques it's being curious um it's being determined it's not giving up when you have uh, when you have an issue it's you know, figuring out how to get over the obstacle, not sitting at the bottom of the obstacle crying and going, I can't get over this. Um, it's really just one, put one foot in front of the other, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, there's move. no, I mean, you know, people try and, there's all sorts of self-help books out there and they're all trying to, I know, you, I know, I know you're in, in, this, <laughs> in this game as well, but basically it all boils down to the same thing, which is, you know, have belief in yourself. Find, if you don't know yourself, find experts, do the research, find out what's best in your field, whatever it might be. Um, have positive people around you who support you because if you have negative people around you, then that negativity rubs off sure. on you. You're an average of um, five best friends. I like yeah, that yeah, and 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 just and just go for it, and don't be afraid to go for it, and don't be afraid to make mistakes. As far as I'm concerned, the only mistake anyone can make is to make the same mistake twice. Right. Uh, and if you're not making mistakes, that means you're not trying to do something and you're not being able to create something. So the, uh, the Olympians who've succeeded are those who take exactly the same attitude, which got them to the Olympic Games, and applying it to the rest of their lives. And I would say the same thing for people who do well in school, and then they come out of school, and suddenly it's a whole different thing when you go into the work life and they think, oh, no, it's also different. Well, actually, it isn't. The same thing that helped you succeed in school, whether it was in sport or academically or socially, same set of skills, uh, different tactics and techniques, perhaps, but same set of skills. So, um, you know, it's finding the right people to be around you and just trying to keep up to date with uh, the latest technology. It's, it's so simple, yet we make it so hard. Right. That's part of the issue. I think people overcomplicate things. Um, Somebody showed me a great um, chart recently and they said, look, the actual act 
of doing whatever it is, uh, burpees, drinking mm-hmm. the green juice, uh, going to work in the morning, is actually this hard, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you were to see a, a vertical bar chart. Yeah. Um, but then you layer in your mind and the mm-hmm. frustration, I don't know, and all of a sudden it becomes this hard. Yeah. All right? And then and then you're actually pissed off while you're doing it, and then it becomes this hard. Mm-hmm. It was only this bit. It's, it's, it's not yeah. that big a deal. Yeah. Just do it. And also, I mean, what I think is really good about Spartan is when you're doing it, you don't have time to think about it. So you can't overthink it. You sure. just have to go and do it. And I think that's so important. And people should apply that to, to the rest of the rest of their lives yeah. uh, as well. We get a lot of um, Olympians, by the way, that, mm. that jump over to Spartan. I think, to your point, I think they find it feels at home. Mm. It's very competitive, obviously. It's got very similar ethos. And so uh, exciting to see yeah. uh, them jumping over. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I... Um, I, a long time ago, I was head of sport at Channel 4 UK in England, and we did the Eskimo Olympics. Nice. Um, and uh, so it's all sorts of sports. Well, it, it was during the winter time when they couldn't get out. And so in order to stay flexible uh, and to be fit for when they could go out, uh, but also to practice survival skills, because if you're going out hunting and you're on a nice flow and you got hurt, uh, you had to get back home somehow, otherwise you were finished. So they have all these sports based around those. And I remember one, it was a, it was a high kick. And um, th- there were two who were vying for the gold medal. And the one who was in, uh, in the gold medal position saw that the one who was in the silver medal position, there was a flaw in his technique. And he went over to him. And he said, look, you really should be doing it this way, because if you do it this way, it'll improve it. The guy in the silver medal position won. So I went over and I said to the guy at the gold medal, you must be gutted. I mean, you know, because you helped him. He said, no, 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 no. I'm now part of his success. And if I hadn't, I saw the flaw. If I hadn't gone over to help him, if I'd won, I wouldn't have felt the victory was mine. Uh, Very interesting. That's that's an amazing, uh, that's a rare quality, Mm. um, but amazing quality. And uh, we could all we could all learn from that. But we see it. I mean, people say in Spartan, I can't believe it. So-and-so is in the lead and stops and helps somebody. And you don't see that very often in other sports. Yeah. So. And I think going back to the other point about not giving up or readjusting your mindset. Um, so I was just speaking to someone the other day who was trying to qualify to sail for GB in the uh, in the Olympics. He tried three times. He came third the first time when they were taking two then the second time he how, came how much time fourth. between between them it's four, four years, years between each time then then, yeah. he, then he became yeah so it's a 15 year lifespan right? right and then he then he was fourth the next time then he was sixth the next time he thought oh, this isn't going the right way um but then so he said okay gave up on that became a nutritionist um and he also does blood work and he's a very interesting person but he kept up with his sailing he does it he enjoys it. He races, but he know he readjusted his mindset to say, "Okay, I couldn't do that. I did really well. That's not failure. It's just it wasn't for me. But I will now take this into the rest of my life. I'll put my energy into being a nutritionist, but I'll also continue to sail and do it for fun and still compete and try and win." And, but he was able to say, and happy. And, "Yeah," and, he, yeah. and he's really happy. So yeah. instead of saying, "Oh no, I failed," right. he said, "Okay." That didn't happen. Only two or three people can make it. I didn't make it, yeah. but I can still look back. I enjoyed all of that, although I didn't enjoy not making it. Um, but I can then take those skills and, and use them going forward. Yeah, the way I, what I say to myself all the time is the only true failure is dead. 
and I'm not dead. <laughs> so, right? I well, mean, I don't know. Is death a failure? It's, that's well, I mean, we, can, we can get into <laughs> we that debate. Know. I just well. I can't continue. We're all, we're all going there. So, yeah, um, no one gets out alive. You hang out with a hundred, hundred thousand plus Olympians. Um, not at the same time. Not at the same time. <laughs> You're extremely plugged into all these hardworking, resilient, amazing people. What would one thing be that you've learned from all that that people can apply at home to be better? Right. I'm going to cheat and wrap a few things up into this one thing. Okay. Um, I think the main thing, though, is have belief in yourself. Understand that everyone, everyone has skills. You might be better at one thing than me, and I'm probably better at something than you are. Maybe not. I don't know. Not, not really. But, but everyone, everyone, everyone can be creative, can be fulfilled, can have a good life, can help other people. You just need to find find out what your passion is and and go for it. Uh, on the physical side, in order to be successful, sleep is so important. Make sure you get enough sleep. Make sure that you're active and do some sort of exercise. And on the emotional side, be in a community. Have friends. Look after people. You know, it, it's all... It's not rocket science. It's, it's, it's fairly yeah. simple. Find your thing, sleep, and hang out with all the Spartans. You yeah, can, you can get exactly. Hold of. And look at the latest technology, the latest nutritional advice. You don't necessarily have to follow every fad, but I like, I like to your be curious. I like that. Yeah, be yeah, curious. It's really Learn. important. Look at kids. You know, go to a playground and look and see how much energy and excitement and enthusiasm they have. And if you can keep that attitude, then you'll be okay. You're awesome. Good work. Thank you. And thanks for the green juice. Mike Miller is an extraordinary guy. And um, this is such a amazing gene pool, right? This is like the UN of athletes. It's a... Uh it's really cool. But I'm smiling when you say gene pool because well, guys, you go swim a in a pool with a bunch of blue jeans in it. No, because we talk a lot about um, what is it? Uh, uh, ta- uh hard. Uh, what was it? Talent, hard work. We all yeah, came yeah, from right. seeds, Joe. No, yeah. so 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 this isn't just a gene pool. This right. is this is a group of people who this have the, worked and struggled and learned how to succeed at an incredible level. This isn't yes, the you are Russian right. Burger King initiative. Um, I'm amazed. I, I didn't realize there were 120,000 living Olympians, number one. And number two, I didn't think any Olympian would ever have trouble ever in anything, right? If they, if they put in that kind of time and commitment, how is it that they don't come out of the Olympics? And Siloed success. A, yeah, Wheaties box and then. Well, there's a lot of Olympians over. that you've never heard of, right? No I one mean, knows about the bronze. Uh, well, no, but I mean, nobody knows about a lot of the the lower, not lower sports, but the less, less glamorized well yeah. uh, sports. I, I could I mean, not name very many of the gold medal water polo players, for example. Right, right. And, and America has gymnastics. Co- recently fallen in love with curling. Yeah. Right? But I couldn't tell you who was on any of those teams. Walking. But, but, but I mean, <laughs> so anyway, there's a lot of Olympians out there that have to raise their own money, right? Yeah. There are individual entrepreneurs because for their passion, for their sport, if they want to keep moving, they have to they have to learn how to raise their own. I've seen people do that for the Iditarod. So well, but, but, people, people do it for many things, but yeah. we're talking about Olympians and why oh, they thank do you. it. There's an interesting Factory point though, because right now we're talking about the Olympians that no one knows and, and you know why they would struggle. I'll tell you struggles just as much is the Olympian that everyone knows. So the guy who wins a gold medal in downhill skiing or wins a gold medal, you know, the hockey players who win a gold medal in Canada. The problem is Canada. that this is probably the high point of your life so far. Right. And suddenly it's over. And not like, only is it over, it's a cliff. It could it's be straight down because like being the, the, homecoming king in high school. 
Um, I would know nothing about that, but <laughs> no, but 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 the idea no humor here. <laughs> but the idea being that yeah, yeah, we really lack laughs on this part of the podcast. <laughs> we never have any fun at all. But what I was going to say is that you know they've had this driving purpose. They've had this thing they get up for every single day. Right. They are identified by that, you know, and everyone knows you for a little while, and then. Two years later, what are you doing? Are you selling cars? What? There's nothing wrong with selling cars. But when you're used to, you know, a coach who does everything for you, when you're used to um, success and the world knows you and you're on that Wheaties box, but two years later, somebody else is on the you've Wheaties got, box. You've got and a who direct map planned every day on yeah. what to do. And, and it's then, over. And then it's over. Yeah. And there's, nobody's paying attention. There, there's a term called the quarter-life crisis, that the people who reach that level of success that early, you know, a midlife Child crisis. Stars. A midlife crisis, well, what am I going to do the second half of my life? How about you've peaked in the first quarter of your life? Like, that's a tough, tough situation. Sure. Yeah. I, Shit, you pivot, you reinvent. Sorry, Colonel Nye. No, go. But we've talked to so many people that have, have been successful in multiple genres, right? Once once they've taken on something new, because they have that mentality. Well, right. No, they, they do. But I was, the, the entire interview that he, he talked, I was thinking about how analogous it is to military life. And I'm sure it's analogous to many others. But for me, because he was talking about the transition and he talked about the mentorship program. Uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps uh, way back in 1982, you know, I barely got a handshake. Somebody said, good luck. We'll see you later kind of thing. But when I got out of the Army in, what, 14 or whatever it was, um, it is now mandatory. There's a transition program. Because the Army has learned or the military has learned the same thing, that guys just walk off and you walk off that cliff, right? So now corporations come in, Joe's come in, spoken, American Dream University, which if you're seeing, I've got the shirt on, comes in and mentors the soldiers the same thing to give them purpose and tell them, okay, you have the attributes, the traits, the training, the background, just like these Olympic athletes, to go on and do other things. If you take all of those things that you've been God-given and you've also trained on, and move them into a new direction. You'll crush it. You, you will crush it because people will they, be looking they, for you. But they need you. that confidence, which is which sure. is right? uh, well, they're, they're or that simple conversation. The rug's been taken out from under them, and they yeah. got to get steady. And and when you said that about the mentorship, I love that it's um it's somebody who's already been through this that maybe didn't have the guide that maybe made the mistakes that says to you, hey, I'm gonna. I'm going to take you under my wing and get you here. And uh, I love that idea. Yeah. And we hear that theme over and over again, like with all the Oscar Mike guys, right? It takes like that one person who takes you and gets you back involved in a community that I'm getting the toe tap. So that means this, <laughs> we're going to wrap this one up. But if you guys want to come join us and uh, I don't know, Morzine France, wherever we are next. We'll see Thanks you. for we'll, watching. We'll see you there. Toodles. And toodles. Travel the world with us. This episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by Powerful Foods. Fuel your active lifestyle with high-protein, no-sugar-added products. We have a special deal just for our podcast listeners. Go to shop.spartan.com slash powerful and save 10% with the code SPARTANPOWER. Thanks for listening to another epic story of success. If you like our show, be sure to tell your friends about it. We want to hear from you. Just leave us a comment below if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're listening, go to Twitter and find us at SpartanUpPod or Instagram at SpartanUpPodcast and let us know what you think. Then go subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to our show. Spartan Up is brought to you by Spartan Race. To find a race near you, visit Spartan.com. <laughs>